Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. And I am Michael Oatman. Talking this week about Bright Burn, the new Superman as horror monster <laughs> film brought to us by... The Gun Brothers. Two of the guns. Three uh, of the guns. What's the third? Two of them wrote it, right, and one produced it. Isn't that how it works? Oh, yeah. It, James Gunn produced. Yeah. yeah, I think he produced his two brothers. Like, yeah, because like, in the trailer, they've from the from the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, not really. Well, n- no. No, I mean, they, not really. Yes, but no. Yeah, he made a couple calls. I'm sure he facilitated this thing. So this thing, going to give a brief overview of the film and our general impressions before moving into spoilers. We'll let you know when that happens. Are there really spoilers in this thing? Well, that's a spoiler to even say. I mean, it's so, it is so predictable All right. at every single point of the movie. Is there really a spoiler in this? Yeah. Maybe that lady from the Amas town hall, she comes in and says, oh, I didn't believe that there was something in the Merlin report. How could that happen? Maybe for her, she's shocked at how this this thing turns out sure yeah if you've had your head in the, in the ground <laughs> yeah. and you haven't been paying attention to everything any story has ever been told <laughs> yeah, in the last 50 years or so so you may have shown your hand here oatman but sorry briefly this this film is hey what if superman but superman real bad yeah what if superman was a sociopath yeah and he turns basically into a monster in a horror film this is this is Superman the Horror Movie. This movie has, made me wish that there was an award at the Academy Awards for concepts. Like there's an award just on the on premises, or is that premi? If, if, sure. if there was an award for a premise, this one might be up for it. That's a that's just such a wonderful, wonderful premise. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I guess it, it, it's if you've been reading comics in the last thirty years, this kind of trope has popped up before. Absolutely, absolutely deconstructing the Superman origin and doing weird things with it, mm-hmm. similar to this. One of my favorite of which was Supreme Power, written by J. Michael Straczynski of Babylon 5 fame, did a really interesting rework of the Supreme characters. And it was uh, kind of, well, what if the Justice League characters, but in the real world? Like, how would we actually react to it? How would these people actually behave? Mm-hmm. And so on. And uh, I thought most of that was really quite well done. And this is... Uh, kind of in that vein, a little bit more, you know, tropey and horror filmish, of course. But uh, Oatman, you didn't like it, huh? Uh, it, it wasn't horrible. It just, it, it just was so underwhelmingly un, um, just not exceptional in any way. It was just so average. And it was a competently made. Yeah, competently film. made. The effects look good. The acting is fine. I mean, nothing to write home about, but it just, it just at no point ever. It's the kind of film that makes me appreciate Jordan Peele. You know, as, as critical as I can be sometimes, but some of the stuff he does just doesn't make any sense to me and just seems like a mess. Us in particular. Yeah, us in particular. Thank you. Get Out is, is great. Us, they're parsing into just a mess. But I tell you what, this film makes me respect his ambition at least. Like sure. he, he's at least swinging for something interesting. He's trying to bring you something you haven't seen before. He's trying to sort of make a point in some way, in a narrative way. And I respect that. This film has no guts to it. It just there there's nothing unique or interesting in that happens. There's no one there's no point that even threatens to surprise me. 
Like, I was a little surprised at the ending, but not really. Uh, yeah. It kind of could have went two ways. I thought it was going to go the other way, and it went this way. But it, it just, you know, and, and not only that, you, you always say this, and it, it made me laugh when I watched it. It did all of those things that you say certain movies do where it goes, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. See? See this right here? See? He it's a lot of signifying. Yeah, wink, wink. That may be important later. It's almost like a little elf should have just come out and said, huh? Huh? Pay attention. Yeah. It, it was a lot of that stuff. And it was like, when you make films like that and don't trust the audience, then the audience doesn't trust you. And the filmmaker doesn't trust his audience to get that stuff. And he's And he's aiming it at, I would think he would be aiming it at a populace of people who are smart, who get stuff, who, or at who least get, understand nuance. Understand at least one of two things, if not both. They understand the tropes of horror movies. Exactly. And also, they're well familiar with the origins of Superman. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they get the nuances of this story. You don't have to, to bang it so hard. There's, I mean, and, and one thing that you got to give them credit for, they're so cheesy. They literally start you out at the very first shot. You start in cheese. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, like, the, and not only that, they don't do it once, they do it twice. So the first shot of this thing is they're panning up a bookcase, which, like, why are we looking at a bookcase? And then they show a book that says, they linger on that bookshelf. Yeah, they for a linger while. on a book, like, what to do if you're trying to have a baby, a something like fertility, that. Yeah, some fertility. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then they linger on the book forever, and you're like, oh, I guess somebody may be trying to have a baby. So then that's not good enough. They go to the second shelf, and again, There's linger more. on yeah. a book. It's like, okay, and then we go see this couple trying to have a baby or whatever. And it's like, come on, really? <laughs> and I mean, they start you there. I yeah. mean, it's almost like they make a contract with them that I don't think you're very bright. I don't think you're going to get the broad strokes of this story, so I am literally going to jam the important facts down your throat and you're going to love every bit of it. Well, I didn't love every bit of it. It's like uh, when your dog pees on the carpet, you got to rub its nose and it's like, see what you did? <laughs> yeah, see what you did there? It's so, like, yeah, I got it. So that was a problem. And, and, and one of the other issues I found with the thing, when, when you put all of that aside is uh, I just didn't have any characters that I cared about or felt invested in. Like I had a couple characters that I felt like I was supposed to be invested in, but I wasn't. I didn't care about the good old all shucks husband. We don't get to really know anybody. Yep. Even the the character I think we're supposed to most like or care about the mother. Like the the most we get for a character from her is that she likes to paint. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. And yeah, this when I was watching this movie, I just felt the writer in me. I, I just I saw myself sitting down at a computer. Like, what if I had to write this? I'd be bored by the story beats. Yeah, absolutely. They they were they were very dull and clumsily it's, executed. It's so by the numbers and so wrote and everything's so expected. It's like this is a first pass on here's what would happen. Like the obviously this is what would happen. And then they stopped and said, Okay, let's write that. I'm like, Well, mm. that's a that's a dull ass yeah, very dull. attempt at writing anything. I, I would not I would not envy anybody having to write this script. And I take it, I'm guessing they were passionate about it. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose, but it, I, I don't know how you can... I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes as the artist, 
you have to be passionate about enough about your art to step away from it and bring in people to do certain things. So I can be passionate about a project, but maybe I'm not a producer. Maybe I'm not a tech guy. Maybe I'm not a writer. And I think had they given this script to maybe a writer, like a real writer, and maybe been producers on it with their brother, maybe we would have gotten a script that was something far more interesting than what we ended up with. Like a, like a kick-ass writer who might have put in some different roads to travel that might have taken us somewhere else. And even as a horror film, and I'm not a huge horror guy, all of the horror beats are exactly right out of the playbook. Oh, they're awful. They're awful. I mean, as horror beats, they're awful. I mean, they're so transparent, and it's like, there's a scene in here, and this is a spoiler alert. All right, here we're getting the spoilers, everybody. Warning. There's a scene in here where the father essentially has made the decision that his adopted son is a is a, a, a murderer and a bad a bad actor and has to essentially be stopped. And he is the one invested with stopping him. So he takes him hunting. And it's like... You know where this is going. Yeah. I'm like, huh? This can't be what I think it is. Oh, it is. Of course it is. And then not only that, I hate characters who are dumb <laughs> just to be dumb. So he, he pulls out a gun. You know that he has like superpowers. Yeah. So you don't even consider that maybe a bullet might not be the thing that hurts this kid. I mean, yeah, you know he's a killer, and uh, you've seen some things, and certainly you might have noticed that the lawnmower has made its way a mile away, exactly been pulverized and uh, demolished in an unusual way. But but here's the this I, this is what even worse about it. Um, LJ, he actually states it. He actually at a certain point says he has never been cut. Mm-hmm. He has never bled. Yeah. So you might think, you know, so he is, there's nothing on this planet that this little boy on a farm has run into that has penetrated his skin. And it doesn't occur to you that maybe he can't be penetrated by, but like that doesn't even pop into your mind. It, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. And even his death is kind of inelegant. There's no drama to it. He picks him up and then explodes his head with an eye beam. There is no hunt. There is no. There well, is, he goes. He tends to every time he gets mad, he goes on a typical like crappy horror monster trip of I'm going to hide off camera. Yeah. For several passes and just kind of you'll get a little glimpse of me, but I'm I'm really just doing this not because my intention is to murder you. It's because I want to scare the audience first. Exactly. There's a clear parallel between this film and The Omen, uh, where, sure. where The Omen is about uh, a child discovers that he's the uh, Antichrist and the, and, the, and the son of the devil. But in that film, which is a, obviously a much better film, what's wonderful about it is they actually make the kid a character. And they actually give you a moment in which the kid has to make an active choice to become evil or to in some way inherit his legacy of evil like there there is at least a pull that that kid has between well i just want to be a regular kid and i want to be a human being or no i want to be the antichrist and there's a decision that he makes to murder somebody that kind of severs his connection to the human race and in the scene if you ever seen in the omen it's almost shakespearean where that that character has a choice and there are stakes there this character never has any stakes 
Because he doesn't make the choice. Yeah, he doesn't make the choice. It's like we. It's like he, he's literally being controlled by the spaceship. Yeah, by the spaceship. There, it almost goes from one scene. He's a kid to it's almost like he's like, oh, I've realized what I am. I'm a killer. Like there, there's no choice. He just one scene. He's clearly like a maniac, but you never really see the shift or the change or the choice. It's, the reveal is made slowly to the audience in this movie, but. We do see clearly, oh, here's a demarcation. Here's the moment yeah. where he turns into, you know. The but there are some scenes before that where he seems to clearly, you know, be on a different track about, you know, he, he says something to the counselor. That's his counselor slash sister or aunt-in-law or whatever. Mm-hmm. He makes weird comments to her. That it, to me, it just seems like well, that's an interesting turn for that character. Where's that coming from? When? I think he says something about. Or there's some people who are superior and inferior or something like that. He, he has some I little... I feel like pe- that all that happens, all of his interactions with her happen after the spaceship takes over. Does the red glowy thing. Maybe. You might be right. I'm not sure. Because the first time I feel like we met her was at his birthday party and he gets yeah. the gun. And that was after he'd been ch- turned. Yeah. He throws a fit because yeah. he can't have his gun. So, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It just... There never seems to be a moment of truth for the character. So I have no stakes in the character, like none. The character is just kind of a – it might as well be the blob or – Yeah, this movie is is driven by its plot, and the plot is dull. Dull, very dull. And all that said, you know what? I didn't – this is one of those things where you're, you get more disappointed by unambitious things, and I get more angry at things that are really bad. I don't care how ambitious they are. <laughs> and – and so I imagine you hate this movie more than I do. I don't hate this movie. It is it's kind of a zero. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it, hate it, but I dislike it strongly. I, I do dislike it strongly. And I said I don't hate it, hate it because it's not a badly made film. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, I've seen badly made films. It, 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 as an action film and horror film, it's fine. It, it 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 does some things that are visually interesting. I just like you say, I get real disappointed because I was really engaged by the premise and i really wanted to see that i really wanted to see somebody take a swing at that and i I feel like they didn't even swing at it i guess when i saw the trailer i just had this inclination that it was going to be exactly what we saw yeah (laughs) i expect the badness i i did i i mean not bad i just expected this to be okay i know exactly what that movie is i don't know that this actually happened because we saw the film together but in my mind's eye as the the credits rolled up the screen you you looked over at me and said, "Yep, <laughs> like, like mm-hmm, that's what I expected." Yep. yep, it's I'm not one to say I told you so, but uh, yeah, there, of, uh, yeah, there it was. All right, well that's Brightburn, everybody. Yeah, see it or don't, I don't know. The only thing I can hope is one day, twenty years from now, some young ambitious filmmaker who's probably about two or three right now will pick this film up. And actually do a redo of it and actually, which I have seen done before, and really take a real pass at this film and actually at this premise and, and make this something far more interesting than what we get from Brightburn. No, they're just going to remake Ocean's Eleven again. <laughs> it, it's happened before. They'll remake Avatar before they remake this. <laughs> well, if not this, maybe at least a, approach this premise again. Yeah, yeah. It might be interesting. And with that, check us out on the YouTubes, the iTunes, the Apple stores, the Google Plays, the Spotify's, and leave us a review, tell a friend or an enemy about the show. And we will talk at you all next week, everybody. Bye. Peace and chicken peace.
Duh.